Good morning, students of Jupiter University. It is November 17th. This is on campus news. First off, we ask again that students stop calling Karen Washabi Karen the Kraken. She is a sea monstrosity and generally only distantly related to Krakens. This weekend, we'd also like to remind students of the bake sale we're having in support of Hydra Heads Without a Body. Every year, thousands of Hydra Heads are displaced from hundreds of Hydra Bodies. Buy a bakery item and 75% of your purchase will go to helping a Hydra Head find a body. If you have a body of your own you would like to donate, please talk to Mrs. Applebaum at her office in the North Temple. Professor Von Vicht is also looking for students with blood type B positive. As he said, and I'm quoting him directly, what do you mean? It's for, uh, cookies. Yes, that's it. Cookies. I'm testing the effects of sugar on the blood. That sounds safe, right? So if you're B positive, come by my office in the science building and I'll be sure you get just desserts. After saying that, he must have remembered a joke he heard since he apparently spent almost a full minute laughing. This Sunday at 2 p.m., you can come down to the Elysium football field to see the Jupiter Joves take on the Sumerian Skeletons. The Skeletons are expected to win, though this is amidst the controversy of whether or not half-bestial men created by ancient gods for the express purpose of winning football games should be permitted to compete at the college level. In more somber news, students Alicia Silverson Ben O'Connell and Zachariah Plum have been reported MIL this past month. Miss Silverson was a druid expected to graduate with a 3.8 GPA this spring. Mr. O'Connell was an incoming freshman attending on a full-ride scholarship who was separated from his orientation group in the library. Mr. Plum was a half-troll of no remarkable intelligence or insight but his friends report that he had more Stephen Sondheim lyrics memorized than anyone I know. Mr. O'Connell was retrieved, though with no memories or recollection of anything. As neither Plum nor Silverson have been found, it's expected that, like so many before them, their empty husks will join the librarian's horde of bookkeepers, reshelving books from now until your preferred day of reckoning. This should be a reminder to the students that the library should be avoided if you already have an uncommon amount of knowledge. Remember, knowledge is power in fear. The more you know, the more powerful you are, and the more you realize your own relative insignificance, and the more you should fear having your memories and knowledge be devoured by the librarian. Changing the subject to class schedules... Lord Zeus, uh, I was just... Yes, you were, and looking great while doing it, but I can take it from here. I have an important announcement to make. Really? Yes, and that announcement is that I'm going to get on the intercom and talk about the most important thing any of us can even imagine. Me. Lord Zeus, I hardly think that's within... Ah! Now that she's gone, let's get down to the business of me. It's a proud tradition that I regale students with the stories of my sexual miss and regular adventures as we near the end of each semester. Now, the council has tried to block me from telling you these stories, 
but I think not to tell you would be an insult to their memory. Today I wanted to revisit some old classics. <laughs> so let's start with the story of Callisto. Now, of all my female partners, Callisto. Callisto was easily in the top 200 or so. Now, to those of you lesser godly prowesses, that might sound like a low rating, but believe me, it's a prestigious list when you consider I'm older than all of mankind and most magical beings. Yes, she, a beauty who had sworn herself to my daughter, Artemis, but who for, for the record is a real stick in the mud. Like, really, Artemis, I don't know how I raised her that way. Because she swore herself to her and wasn't too keen on doing the horizontal holla with yours truly, it became a bit of a problem. Realizing my dilemma, I took the obvious course of action. I changed shapes so that I looked like my daughter and said to Castillo, mm, Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me in that tree because I was really horny and wanted to do it right then. We had a good laugh after that. Or I was laughing at least. But after that, my daughter burst into the wooded area, and if you've ever slept with someone while pretending to be your daughter, you know how that is. Then my wife was there, and, well, you know, women give you, they give you some kind of, some kind of look when you try to seduce other women while disguised as your daughter. So people started yelling and pointing fingers, and somewhere along the way, Castillo was turned into a bear. But then I had to turn Castillo into a constellation to make sure that Artemis and Hera wouldn't kill her. And from that misadventure, I learned the very important lesson that bears are a real turn-on for me, almost as much as whistlepigs. While enlightening, the whole thing was almost as awkward as that time I impregnated my grandmother Gaia, the little embodiment of the planet Earth. Fun times. And a hell of a cookie. Not as fun, however, as the time I was pregnant. <laughs> now, this is a crazy one. So there's this woman, right? Smelia. I called her Smelly because she was into some dirty stuff. She was a princess, the princess of Thebes. And I fell in love with her the moment I saw her sacrifice that bull on that altar. <clears throat> what a fitting tribute to me and my gloriousness. Nothing gets me quite as much as a woman stabbing a cow out of blind devotion for me. Mm, except the aforementioned whistled pigs and bears. Mm. So I hit her up and asked her if she wanted to get some milkshake sometime so I could see her shake her milk makers. Anyway, condoms at the time weren't as great as they are today. Really, it's impressive. They had a 44% success rate back then. Uh, and it was really only my 111th time that one failed for me. So I thought, eh, it's not that bad. What a week. So my wife found out and decided to pretend to be a human and befriend Smelia, which did not end up going where I was hoping it would. Three's company too, yeah. Now instead, Hera convinced her to doubt the truth of whether or not I was the real Zeus, and I promised on the River Styx that I'd grant whatever wish she had to prove that I really was Zeus. So understandably, she wanted to see me get completely naked, 
The only problem was when I reveal my true visceral form to humans, they tend not to be able to handle the raw sexual energy. In her case, she got so hot and bothered that she burst just into flames. No worries though, before she could finish burning up, I ripped the baby from her womb. I licked it and it was delicious. Then I shoved it into my thigh. I held the child and let it incubate inside me for the remaining trimester. What can I say? I'm just a great father with fantastic gut instinct. That's how my son Dionysus was born. Believe it or not, he drinks now, especially when I tell him that story. I think it's odd that he drinks so heavily. I personally think it's sweet. I was willing to be pregnant with him during swimsuit season, which was a huge sacrifice, not just for me, but for everyone. You've seen me in a swimsuit. Oh, I... <laughs> I realized you can't see my beautiful eyelashes close as I wink at you. Well, trust me, it happened. Now for another tale. Speaking of tale, where did Carol go? Carol? Carol? Ah, uh, I forgot I teleported away. I'll figure it out sooner or later. Now, for my next story, there was a prince. Mm. Prince Ganymede. Oh, Ganymede. Easily in my list of 80 best-looking men for the past 4,000 years. I really wanted to get him back to my place. So while the wife was visiting our children or something, I turned into an eagle, picked up Ganymede like a delicious little field mouse, and took him back to my crib. During our pillow talk, I told him he was going to be the new cupbearer for the gods. Everyone loved the kid, except, as you've probably guessed, Hera. Sister wives, am I right? And I was like, baby, you told me you didn't want me sleeping around with other women. And she was like, how did you interpret my saying that as sleep with a Trojan prince and then adopt him? And I was like, I honestly don't know what else you would have expected. And she was like, am I not enough of a woman for you? Is that it? And I said, hun, it's not that you're not enough woman for me. It's just that... I'm more man than any single person can contain. I'm a wild, free spirit, like the majestic eagle that I am. And apparently, that upset her or something, because she started crying, then turned Ganymede into an eagle. In conclusion, anyone interested in becoming my next legendary lover, my next precious pillow pet, my next... <laughs> delight. Well, let's just say that the council has told me that I'm not allowed to, quote, solicit intercourse by advertising it over the daily announcements. So, if you'd like to discuss that policy, or any other in great detail, please come by my office and wear something with a bear on it. Hey everyone, this is Isaac Hamlet. In today's episode of Students, Gods, and Other Codependents, you heard performances from Solomon Worlds and Maggie Dressel as Carol. 
Music for the episode, as per usual, was done by Chloe Cable, and the episode was written by myself. Students, Gods, and Other Codependents was created both by myself and Ash Pierce. And stay tuned in the coming weeks, months, hopefully not years, for the final episode of the season, possibly the final episode period, we'll see. Um, But we've got it scripted, and we hope to have it up soon. See you next time.